Hello, and welcome to Crankshack Commentaries. As always, my name is Jake Damastro. I am, as always, joined by my good friend Keaton Byer. Hello. And this week, we have a very special guest. Uh, mummy super fan, uh, Sabrina Oliver. Hello. Thank you for having me. I love the mummy. I can't wait to talk about it. We're going to talk about I it for several hours. So Perfect. This yeah. has never happened to me. No one will talk about the mummy with me for this long. So well, The plan is to is to ruin your love of the mummy today. Yeah, I think, I think we can do it. No. It could never happen. So um, would you mind for us, Sabrina quickly summarizing the mummy sure uh so basically the film takes place in i think the 1920s i think it's 26 something like that does it actually say yeah anyway uh, oh, so just to be clear this we're talking about the 1999 mummy. Yes, yeah obviously so <laughs> we're not talking about the original mummy or the tom cruise mummy yeah we're talking about 1999 brendan fraser mummy. i believe the best the best one but we'll 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 discuss well, it's the most successful, yes. Yeah. I think there's a few English versions as well. Anyway. I haven't seen any of them. Yeah. Well, anyway. So, okay. So, basically, the, the premise of the movie is uh, Brendan Fraser, whose name is Rick O'Connell, is in Egypt fighting some kind of war. Not really ever explained which one. Um, <laughs> I think it's the first one, but it's not clear. It's not yeah, really it's clear. Not, it's not clear. No, but wait. It's 1926. It can't be the first one. No, no. But the whole thing is in a flashback. I know, but like... That's supposed. That's fifteen years between those two. The like, is yeah, it? I guess he doesn't look any older. Those two Brendan Frasers. Is that anyway? Go on. Sorry, we've interrupted you. Anyway, so he's he's fighting Tuaregs or whatever, right? So okay, so he's yeah. So then he ends up. He stumbles upon a uh, ancient cursed city that's been hidden for thousands of years. Um, all the local people know that it's you know not to be uh, touched or gone near. And uh, he finds uh, an object there, which he takes. Uh, and then some amount of time later, he ends up meeting uh, Evie, who was played by Rachel Weiss. Weiss? Rachel Weiss. Rachel Weiss. Yes. Uh, and her brother, Jonathan. Uh, and they're both uh, Egyptologists of some kind or maybe archaeologists. <laughs> yeah, and not really. They don't really make it clear what they Evie's are. Evie's a librarian, yeah, but also she, she a very, specialist. She's, she makes she's it clear, clear she's about a librarian. That. Yeah. Right, yeah. But she's also <laughs> somehow a specialist in Egypt. Anyway, um, and they, she wants Brennan Fraser to help her find this ancient city because, you know, it's her life's pursuit to find Egypt stuff. And they go, uh, long story short, they end up resurrecting this mummy, uh, Emotep, uh, who was Emotep. <laughs> <laughs> who was uh, cursed by uh, the people who mummified him, so that when he returns from the dead, he is like an 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 unstoppable creature, basically. So they accidentally revive him, and then they have to figure out how to get him to die because he's now like an immortal mummy with yeah. like really dope powers. Seems like a very odd thing to do to the guy that you're trying to curse is to make sure that when he comes back, he is an all-powerful mummy. Yeah, yeah, it seems strange. Like you'd yeah. think you'd just kill him, yeah, and then it's it, done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then yeah, he's he's gone then. Yeah, but no, they, they had to curse him and make sure that he comes back. Yeah, they really wanted him to suffer, you know, punish him the most they could. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess the, the point curse. is, yeah, ever everlasting pain was the point, but... 
Yeah. Yeah. But you got to count for, you know, two, 3,000 years later. Well, yeah, then people aren't going to know about it. So they're just going to be like, oh, a mummy. Yeah. yeah and people aren't going to be able to read your hieroglyph. Anyway, there's a lot of. Well, I mean, they, 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 they have no trouble doing that. They could, <laughs> That's but they point. just didn't That's... need the warning. <laughs> yeah, they... exactly. <laughs> the dozens of warnings. Yeah, they yeah, just didn't listen. <laughs> what was the exact warning? Death will come on swift, swift winds. Swift winds to those <laughs> who is... open this box or something like that. Yeah. I think that's pretty, pretty clear. Swift it's pretty clear, winds. Yeah. Well, that's why the guy has like those slaves to open all the traps for him. Yeah, so that they could get melted. So that they can and, get know. melted and cursed. And yeah, not exactly. Him. Classic. Yeah, yeah. Classic. Get the locals to open it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God. So, anyway, so what happens to the mummy? So ev- eventually, um, well, he regenerates fully. So when he first comes back, he's just like uh, sort of um, like a mummy, like a carcass kind of situation and he needs to basically what they call quote-unquote assimilate the organs of all the people who opened his who released him or opened Mm -hmm. the chest not released him but opened this box yeah which contained some organs which i don't think were his because he must have had his organs yeah because well they might find him alive he was buried alive alive, so. so what were so did well they cut off his tongue so he didn't have that yeah his tongue in his eyes and he took that he took that and he didn't have eyes because he took them from that guy. Yeah. But he had eyes when he went in the box. Yeah, he definitely he, had yeah, eyes. Yeah, in, in the shot where they... I thought well, he was blindfolded. Yeah. No, he had his eyes like fully oh. open. No, then well... What happened to his eyes? Why did he need them? I don't no, know. no, no, they show... They, <laughs> that's, they, that's the question. They show the wrap going over his mouth, and then but his eyes are still visible. And then it cuts oh. to his eyes being covered... Uh, and they're lowering. Oh, oh okay. So, so they did have, take they, them out. They, they probably just didn't show them out. Yeah. There yeah. was an opportunity for them to to, to poke those eyes out. Why yeah. not? Yeah, you got to make him suffer. Yeah, like he's so, not going to need them. Yeah, he's not going to need them when he's buried alive. Yeah. Oh, and also, I should say that the reason he's getting buried alive is because he uh, was sleeping with the pharaoh's mistress, and the pharaoh was really mad about it. And then yeah. him and his mistress killed the pharaoh. So then, the pharaoh's army got revenge on Emotep and his priests for what they did. What yeah. was their plan exactly in the beginning there? Doesn't really make any it, sense. Well, I think it, it, it seemed like it all just kind of came apart at the seams. Like, yeah. I don't think like they intended instantly. to kill the pharaoh. No, they just kind of went with the it. The pharaoh just kind of mm-hmm. walked in on them and then like... And he was like, Emotep? And then they were like, yep. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, sorry. Stab, 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 so yeah, so he has to assimilate the organs of all these people so that he can become fully regenerated into a, like an actual person. Yeah. And then once he becomes an actual person, he's invincible and immortal, and he has all these powers. Like he can command the sand, he can turn into sand and become a sandstorm, uh, etc. And so he eventually absorbs all these people, and he becomes like a fully grown. He's just a regular looking dude except mm. he's wearing like a robe awesome cod piece worn by anyone and, and like a small like a loincloth loin yeah <laughs> other than that he looks normal and uh his quest is to resurrect his uh the mistress of the pharaoh who died as well anuksunamun anuksunamun uh, he's been in love with her an- for anux- thousands an- anuksunamun yes An- not Anksunamun. It's, it's, it's spelled Anksunamun, but I feel like the whole time they're saying Anuksunamun. Un- un- I don't know. Anksunamun. You just say it really fast. I, I don't have that. Or they're saying Anksunamun. I, I, there was no way I could, I could decipher it. No, yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> but 
yes. Yeah, so then he needs a human sacrifice to resurrect uh, Anuks and Amun. Yeah. So he like digs up Anuks and Amun's mummified body, and then he decides that he's going to use Evie as his human sacrifice. So he kidnaps her. Uh, he plans this whole ceremony. He resurrects his. Emo- Did it have to be Evie or? I don't think it had yeah, to be. I just, think he just she was, was just like, conveniently was there. there. Yeah. And he was like, dope, a woman. Yeah. So uh, then he kidnaps her and takes her to Hamunaptra, which is the city of the dead, and resurrects his priests to help him with his ritual. And then he starts his ritual to, you know, kill her and then bring back Anuksanamun's soul from the underworld and, you know, bring her back to life so they can be together. Uh, but obviously... Uh, Brendan Fraser, Rick O'Connell, is not cool with this. Um, There's a bit of a romantic subplot as Mm. well uh, with Brendan Fraser and uh, Rachel Weisz. So he has to rescue her from Emotep. (laughs) And of course, he eventually does. They manage to kill Emotep and they're all happy at the end. Yeah, and they have the gold. And they have all the gold. Yeah, Yeah. importantly. There's a huge treasure trove under the sand, which they discover. Yeah. So they get to keep some gold. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, I was just—I was just gonna so. say it was—it was all tied up, and there was no room for any sequels, right? There no. was no room oh, at all for no. any sequels. Yes, definitely not. <laughs> or at least not three sequels. <laughs> sorry, sorry, two sequels and movies with The Rock. <laughs> oh, The Scorpion King—that's yeah. a great movie. We'll probably talk about that a little bit later, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's a there's a plot pretty much. There was some. Um, some odd things in there, but you know, <laughs> eloquent. I think if you just take it as it is, it's a great movie. <laughs> just don't think about it too much. I no. mean, is the Egypt stuff well, I accurate? Mean, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, you know, that's what we're here to do: is to completely. I know. Deconstruct I know. this film. It's okay. <laughs> I can take it. So, <laughs> should we maybe start a little bit talking about uh, some basic facts? Hell's yeah. So, as we've mentioned, The Mummy, 1999 action-adventure fantasy film. Um, How do you feel about that classification? I think that's a great classification. That's that's pretty much sums it up. Yeah, Yeah. spot on. Uh, Definitely not a horror film in any way. No, No, not at all. Not scary. Well, well, scary. It could be a little scary. There are definitely moments that are like a bit scary. Yeah, there's there's some jump scares for sure. Yeah, but it's not horrifying i would no, say no no and as we mentioned it's based on the 1932 horror film with the same title starring uh boris yes. karloff as the mummy um, classic yeah uh have you guys either I, I actually watched that up in the lead up to recording this podcast but uh oh yeah i've actually never seen it i've seen clips from it obviously watched leading up to this but i didn't i haven't actually seen the whole movie it's pretty interesting seeing these two side by side it's very different they're, they're so different <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah, like the original mummy is like really, really slow. Uh, but I actually think uh, it's funny because you said it wasn't the uh, this movie. You wouldn't call it very scary. It's not really a horror movie. But it's interesting hearing the director talk about the original mummy. Oh yeah, he was saying like of all of all the universal horror movies, like uh, the mummy was the only one that actually scared me. Um, <laughs> right. Because I don't know, Imhotep was like really creepy or whatever. 
but then like um <laughs> he was like yeah you know dracula was just kind of cool and frankenstein was silly or whatever and then like yeah Dra- dracula was sexy frankenstein was cool and but and like uh, uh yeah <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> <a> bro <laughs> But but the mummy was was truly terrifying, allegedly. Yeah. So speaking of which, the director is a, a guy named Stephen Summers, um, who's perhaps best known for directing the live action Jungle Book film, but not that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, he the one he's known for directing is the 1994 starring uh, Jason Scott Lee and Carrie Ewells. Uh, I don't know if I've seen that. No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> 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 Um, his directorial debut is a film called Catch Me If You Can, but not that one. <laughs> this one was a 1989 film with a soundtrack by Tangerine Dream. Uh, Ooh. This one, his initial film, it flopped at the box office. Uh, it cost 800 grand to make, and it pulled in less than four grand at the box office. Oh, gee, did it Yikes. even like get? on one theater screen like <laughs> I think it did yeah it's pretty hard to make that little <laughs> that's brutal it is brutal but yeah otherwise I don't really I haven't seen a lot of his films but he directed uh, the cult film Deep Rising and then also yeah. Van Helsing as you guys know I believe uh, uh, yes, oh, yeah. yes, that's I do. a great movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, also watched that uh, earlier this week. <laughs> yeah. Slightly, slightly more recently, he did GI the, that GI two thousand nine GI Joe remake. Oh yeah, with The Rock again. Yeah. Uh, also, Brendan Fraser had a cameo yeah, in that he had movie. A cameo. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, this, as we've already mentioned, this movie is starring Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Yeah, so it's not Fraser, despite common uh, widespread belief. It is, in fact, Fraser, like a laser. <laughs> I spelt it like um, Fraser, the TV show, when I wrote up the, the outline initially. That's how I always pronounced it, but Fraser, yeah. I've been told that it's it's Fraser. Like laser. Yes. It, he, he's very sensitive about it. Oh, really? He doesn't like to be called Brennan Fraser. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> where, where did you hear about that? There's like he he made this like joke. I saw this joke clip of like some some talk show appearance he did like mm-hmm. a while ago, like probably in the 2000s, early 2000s. And they did this like skit where he was like my name is Brendan Fraser, not Fraser. <laughs> and he, he was just like pretending to be really mad about it. And he was like, if you call me Brendan Fraser, like I'll find you. It was mm. really weird. But <laughs> Hi, I'm Brendan Fraser. You're watching Comedy Central. That's Fraser, not Fraser. If you say Fraser, I know where you live. <laughs> so, I mean, I think it's kind of a joke, but, you know, he... He is called Brendan Fraser, <laughs> and he a, would like us to know it. There's a kernel right. of okay. truth to every joke. Yes, <laughs> exactly. He wouldn't have said it at all if he didn't really believe it a bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So his character, Rick O'Connell, is inexplicably swashbuckling, I would say. Um, yeah, so like that character basically just doesn't exist in the original movie. <laughs> like, he's completely an invention of this film. <laughs> he is this film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He he's pretty much free of any backstory um except for the French Foreign Legion. Yeah. yeah. 
I guess we're just made to assume that it's the French Foreign Legion because he's speaking French. Uh, yeah. It says in the script that it's the French Foreign Legion. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. Um, this is not the only movie where Brendan Fraser speaks French. He also does it in Last from the Past. <laughs> well, he does just have connections out. to Canada. So. Yeah, he is. Is he Canadian? He's partially. I don't think he's Canadian. He's like, like one of I his, think his I Wikipedia think, article, like. I think he was like born in Canada, but wasn't raised here. Or like right, one of his okay. parents is Canadian or something. It he says. Was born in Indiana. It says he's a Canadian American actor. Yeah. He's somehow sort of Canadian, but I don't remember how. Okay, so he did live in Ottawa for a while. There you go. Oh, oh yes. he, attended... he attended Upper Canada oh, College. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Whoa, bougie. Yeah, bougie. No wonder he turned out so well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so his career is a bit odd. Um, yeah. So he was like, he was killing it at this at this point in the in the late nineties. I think he was I a hot. Say. He was a hot actor at this time. He was yeah, yeah top, one of the on top of the world. He was in like five uh huge films in like three years around this time Uh, what we got uh george of the jungle yeah he's in george Um, of the jungle um the mummy mummy. oh do you remember that looney tunes movie yeah i do that's how hilarious yeah um which one was it uh looney tunes Tunes back in action back in action yeah that was a sick and voices the tasmanian devil oh interesting oh yeah look at that and the the she devil Oh, okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he was in. Uh, what is it? I don't. I like. There's so many of these movies that he's in. So many movies, like two movies in 1997, yeah. two in 1998, two in 1999, three in 1999. Sorry, he was in. Oh geez, yeah. Dudley Do Right. Yeah, shit. Was he like filming this while he was doing Blast from the Past? I don't know. And Dudley Do Right. <laughs> have you seen the, the the fucking live action Dudley Do Right movie with with him in it? No, I have it's not. It's terrible. It looks oh, terrible. I'm offended by it. <laughs> like, just <laughs> just look up the poster for the, the yeah, live yeah, action I, Dudley Do I'm Dure looking Dure at movie. it right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I'm offended. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's Canadian though, so it's fine. I guess yeah, it's okay because he's, he's semi Canadian, yeah. so it's okay. <laughs> But I don't think it's a Canadian movie. So no, it's definitely not. That um, you know, what happened to his career? Um, I don't know what happened to his career. I think it just kind of petered out around the early two thousands. Like, well, he like uh, he got divorced and then he like kind of disappeared. He also uh, says that he was like someone like a weird Hollywood producer fondled him or something. Oh yeah, that's and right. Then he was, and then he was traumatized and he didn't want to make movies anymore. Right. That would do it. Yeah. Yeah. It so was... that was that too. Then he just, so he was just kind of gone for a while. Mm. I assume, you know, money wise, he was probably pretty good though. So. Sorry, did you say mummy wise? <laughs> money wise, I said, but you know, also he was, well, he wasn't quite good mummy wise because he came back. For Mummy 3. That's true. He did. And not everybody did. Maybe not everybody should have. (laughs) I think as we go through the production stories, I think maybe we might know why, you know, some people didn't come back from Mummy 3. I'm shocked that that anybody came back after reading some of these stories, but we'll get to that. Yeah. um, Um, Although, to be fair, I've heard, like, both good things and bad things about the production of the story from the same people. Right. Hmm. Yeah. 
So, I mean, you can have highs and lows. Yeah. Yeah. So, this movie was both a nightmare that almost killed Brendan Fraser, which we will get to. Yeah. Um, and also was apparently a lot of fun at times. Yeah. So, moving <laughs> yeah. down the cast list, uh, uh, it was also starring Rachel Weiss. Um, Academy Award winner. Academy Rachel Award Weiss. winning. Yeah. Rachel Weiss, she won for uh, the Constant Gardener. For the Mummy. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> she won the 1999 <laughs> Academy yeah, Award. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lead exactly. actress. Did this movie? Did this movie get nominated for anything? Uh, I, I doubt it. No, maybe if visual anything, effects. Visual or sound effects, or maybe editing. I could, could see. Have been nominated for like a Golden Globe, maybe like fan favorite. Oh, wait, but it says here that it did Nominated win. for one Oscar for Best Sound. Best Sound, Ooh. yeah. I'm shocked. I'm surprised special effects didn't. Or, no, there was probably something else in 1999 that, you know, took, uh, maybe took it. Oh, Star Wars, hey, the Phantom Menace. Of awards. <laughs> yeah, but these are not real awards. These are not real awards. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> As we previously discussed about the Saturn Awards. Uh, it actually apparently it looks like it did win. It did some Saturn Awards. Wow, look what at about that. a BAFTA award? Is that fancy? A BAFTA That's pretty close. Real. That's pretty good. They were nominated for yeah. best visual effects. There you it, go. It won the it won the Saturn Award for best makeup. But you know, as we know, you know, any everybody's got a Saturn. Was award, the you know? Phantom Menace nominated for any Oscars? Because <laughs> that was it nominated for year, any Oscars. That's a good question. Uh is that the? Did they come out in the same year? It did. It was yeah, yeah. Or is that is that too off topic for the Mummy to talk about whether or not the Phantom Menace was nominated for any Oscars? Do you think? Do you think that? No, it isn't because the line it of, does. They competed it, at the box office. You yeah. Know? yeah also, you yeah. when we get into the bit about visual effects, uh, the the Phantom Menace is there's some crossover somewhat related yeah. because um, this the visual effects for this movie were done by ILM. Yeah. Industrial Light Magic, yeah. which is the uh, visual effect, or sorry, effects wing of Lucasfilm, uh, who was also working on uh, Star Wars: Phantom Menace at the very ah. at the very time this movie was being made. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yes. So, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that you know, I think this movie is better than the Phantom Menace. I don't know what you guys think. <laughs> yes, strong yes. Uh no comment. No comment. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I just don't like how they they set up the like weird love with Anakin and uh, Padme. Even he's like eight, and they're like he's like kind of hitting on her. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little weird. So, no, you're right. This this movie is so much better. <laughs> yeah, you know the love story between Evie and Rick is like it's legendary. So it's 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 so on point, right? It's, it's so like, on point. You know, it's. I mean, even you very could, believable. You could get touched uh, even by Emotep yeah. and Anux and the Moon. You know, they oh, yeah. they've been in that's, love for th- the three inter- th- yeah, three thousand years. Yeah, that's the so. true love story of this movie. That is that's, the true love he's story. He's dedicated. I mean, he's evil. Well, but... or is the true love story between Benny and Gold? <laughs> yeah but that one doesn't end well for benny no well i mean you know when he oh. comes back in mummy 4 benny returns then like you know it's gonna be <laughs> why, did, why did benny go back in was, was he going for more treasure yeah yeah he's just 100 because uh, i my my initial thought was he was going back to help and he had like a change no. of heart and no. then they just killed him off and he's just like gonna get no no no, no. no he was Benny not just going wanted more gold help. for sure he was he, he saw the camel he was like this camel can carry more gold i'm yeah. gonna get more gold ah uh, so Definitely. i'm i misread the situation because he'd been 
a dick up until that point. Yeah, I felt no, a bit he, bad yeah, for him well, for a second. He was. Then I he was. <laughs> um, so then finally, the last cast member that matters is John Hanna uh, as Jonathan Carnahan. Which is what about what about Arnold Foslu? Oh yeah, yeah, he really matters. I totally forgot about Arnold. He like he does so much acting. Yeah, he does. He, he learned fucking ancient Egyptian for this movie. He genuinely did. Yeah. Well, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. But yeah, that's 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 kind of it for basic facts. Uh, I mean, it's kind of crossed into our initial thoughts a lot here. But I was I was just wondering what you guys. thought thought of this movie we've got some pretty obvious takes here so <laughs> yeah I, I think it's pretty clear what sabrina thinks about this movie i don't, I don't know uh well, well but i like it i want more detail uh, though like why it's kind of a fun you know adventure movie you know from the early 2000s late 90s you know i guess you know i saw it when i was younger i guess i probably rented on vhs when i was younger and you know it like i just have fond memories of it i guess yeah, I feel like I saw it on TV like a dozen times over my lifetime. Yeah, that's that's definitely how I got to see it so many times is just because it was constantly on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, but just constantly back to back on TV. So I would just end up watching it. Basically every weekend. Yeah, it just always be on. Like, I don't know why, but <laughs> I would watch it all the time because it was there. And then I eventually just became obsessed with it. and like it's not just me like my whole family this is like this is like a family movie it's like fun for the whole family yeah yeah, it's like it's it's an event when we watch the mummy (laughs) which is pretty often not as often because of covid of course but yeah yeah it has enough plot that you know it's not just like explosions and stuff Mm. has enough plot to follow and i like the main actors i think they have a good rapport Got some memorable dialogue as well. Yeah. I think it has good jokes. <laughs> yeah, it has some great dialogue. You know, and I, it's 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 a little cheesy, but you know. Oh, it's incredibly cheesy. I like, that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's definitely an intentional, um, kind of yeah, yeah tongue in cheek almost. Definitely, yeah. And but but yeah, like once again, uh, I I think the memorable dialogue is a is a is a key key bit, m- much of which was delivered by a. Uh, Omen Jalili, who who plays the warden. He's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a very underrated character, I feel. Yeah, he, I forgot about him. Unfortunately, he doesn't make it very far into the movie. No. But... No, no. <laughs> yeah, that's why I forgot about him, yeah. 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 And he, uh, does, he doesn't even have a name. He's just the warden. He doesn't even yeah. have a name? Come on. He doesn't even have a name. A lot of them don't oh, have names. Yeah, that's true. There's also a guy who's uh, like an Egyptologist, and he's literally just called the Egyptologist. They don't have a name for him. That's right. Wait, there's not many characters in this movie. And even no. there's even that one point where uh, O'Connell yells, "Go get the Egyptologist!" Yeah, like, yeah they don't, they even, don't say, even bother to come up with a name. Like doc, they could just go with like Doctor Smith. Like, yeah, they don't even seriously. Have to yeah, that exactly. <laughs> go get the Did the Americans get any names? Some of them had yeah, names. The, I, I don't remember what any of them are. Uh, old, low eyes, no tongue. I remember at some point they referred to one of them by. Name. Yeah, he yeah. had a name. It started with like an O or something. Was he the guy that got absorbed? Yeah, he got a, they all yeah, got, absorbed. The guy who got absorbed. Well, they all got absorbed, but the first guy, like yeah. who got his eyes and tongue absorbed, just first. yeah. So a couple questions that I got, I have about just things that like I noticed um, in the initial scene when she like knocks over all the shelves. 
why were they set up in that like circular domino shape? Like that was like bound. Like it's not her fault at all. Whoever set up that no, library. It's, it's a disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Maybe it's like her boss is just like really wants to like fire her for whatever reason. <laughs> well, that he, he, me... he doesn't like her. Clearly, we know. Yeah. And he just set that up because he knew that that would happen. <laughs> but that brings me to my next point: is the museum director. He's part of some secret society, so they like bring him back um, from the beginning. Yeah. But well, this is why he burns the map at the beginning. Yeah, because he yeah. doesn't want them to find Emotep because he's part of this the Magi. And that's my exact point: is like Magi. he could have done so much uh, more. Well, they, they always say the Magi. The Magi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. He's pretty culpable, in my opinion. Like he for like the release of the mummy because he like knew what was going to happen and he like did very little to stop him like well but like to be honest if he said something do you think that they would have listened uh, no i mean to be fair like they did get warned multiple yeah. times when they were at the site yeah. like, like evie seemed pretty set on like well yeah because she's just like i don't believe in a curse yeah, that's true i don't believe in a myth you know you probably shouldn't read from the book you should never read from the book <laughs> You know, then she says, what what harm could ever come from reading a book? Well, yeah. now we know. <laughs> Don't read. It's bad. Don't read. Don't read. Yeah. <laughs> Only watch The Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think about it? What did I think about it? Yeah. I I thought I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. It was great fun. There was a few moments where I was like, what the, f- what am I watching? What is happening? What the fuck? But there are some just bizarre, like, things that happen <laughs> like you kind of have to just accept that all stuff is happening with this movie it's one of those ones um yeah. my initial thought is it's just like it's just more indiana jones without indiana jones being there if you know no, what i mean rick o'connell yeah <laughs> i know but indiana like so indiana jones has like a character and a backstory and like a reason for being indiana jones whereas rick o'connell has none of those <laughs> He has like a tiny bit of backstory. Yeah. Does he? And no, he doesn't. He's part of the really, French Foreign yeah. Legion. That's his backstory. Well, <laughs> he had a very good time. He, he did have a very good time. And well, in the second movie, they kind of try to like go a little oh, bit flesh into it his background. Yeah. They kind of hint at it, but mm-hmm. like they never really go anywhere with it. Right. Like they kind of hint that he's like a long lost ancestor of the magi uh, right but then they never like explain that or like go further with it yeah you were saying something about a tattoo yeah he has this tattoo which he does have in the first movie but in the second movie they like all the magi have tattoos on their faces and stuff yeah yeah so at some point in the second movie uh Ardith bay who's the main kind of magi mm. guy sees it and he's like oh like you know where did you get that mm-hmm. and I think Rick O'Connell is like, oh, I I don't know. I've just had it forever. It's right. a birthmark. He just doesn't know where he got this tattoo. And then he says, like, uh, the Magi guy says this, like, line to him. Like, if I said to you, blah, 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 like, what would you say? And then Brennan Fraser, like, says this line back to him. And it's, like, some kind of code for the Magi. And then the Magi guy is like, oh. <gasps> But then they never really explain it, and it never comes back. <laughs> That's really fucking so stupid. So I guess maybe we're supposed to think that he's, like, I don't know if he has amnesia and doesn't remember his life or he mm. used to be right. like an Arab man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I would Possible. find that. <laughs> that would be a bit of a stretch. Although, that would be a bit of a stretch. But... You know, Evie is supposed to be Egyptian. Yeah, that's and also that's, questionable. Yeah. Well, especially Jonathan is supposed to be Egyptian. Apparently. Yeah, that's more that's questionable. Way, that's even more questionable. Half Egyptian. Half Egyptian, yeah. yeah but 
But maybe Jonathan's only her half brother. It's possible, but they don't. We don't really know. But no, 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 no backstories. Not a lot of backstory in this movie. No. Well, no. you don't really. It's, no, don't it's, really it's all well, about the front backstory. story in yeah. this movie. It's all about Emotep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of it, of of all about Emotep, um, I think we should probably move on to this week's segment uh, about things that are not false. Things that are not false. So things that are not false. What do you call those? Are they are they true? <laughs> So I'm very curious on what you have for us this week, Keaton. And does it involve aliens? <laughs> aliens would have been too easy. Because, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because everybody knows that aliens built the pyramids. So that just goes without saying. Well, yeah, yeah that's that's, so they're, they're yeah. indirectly involved. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for this week's truth, I figured we'll look... We'll look at the real truth. We'll put aside, we'll put aside aliens. Not that that's not the real truth. Um, Ooh, are we going to talk about the real Emotep? Yeah, yeah. I figured we take it. Well, I figured we generally we'll take a look at some of the accuracy of the Egypt stuff, specifically the okay. character Emotep, but also some of the other historical details, just a little bit. So was Emotep a real person? Well, the thing is. Uh, oh, is that not clear? <laughs> well, so there's references to a real... Well, first of all, Sabrina, do you know a lot about the real Emotep? Is that anything you've... Uh, I've I've looked into it a bit. <laughs> I, know, I know he was supposedly a real person. And in fact, he was. there was a clue on Jeopardy about him. Wow. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. So even uh, Jeopardy believes that he was real, but <laughs> he was not like a priest of... Of the pharaoh, that's not accurate, mm. and he was not cursed forever. Didn't he build pyramids or something? I think he was like an architect or something or a doctor. I don't know. You know, back then those things were the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> he could read, so he just did yeah. everything. <laughs> so, so there are references to a real Emotep uh, from the twenty seventh century BCE. Um, but the Emotep in this film is the high priest of King Seti the first, um, and King Seti right. the first was around in the early twelfth century BCE. So, Ooh. significant time difference between between the two. Wait, of them. so when did you say Emotep was around? Emotep was around twenty seventh century BCE, and uh, King Seti uh, was around twelfth century BCE. Yeah, that's a big gap. So, you know. Although I would say that Emotep is an immortal priest. <laughs> so that, that is a good point. He could have been alive for the whole time. So yeah, exactly. That's maybe it's just part of it. some unrelated guy also named Emotep. This is true. Could be two. Because like in terms of in terms of Seti, there's like no real reference that I could find of him having a high priest named Emotep. But it's well, that's because they erased all the. Uh, information about him when he uh when he uh betrayed the, the pharaoh yeah that's probably it exactly what happened yeah 
Because wasn't his name like uh, that's right? They s- taken off of his uh, sarcophagus. Yeah, they like uh, crossed out his yeah. name. That's a good point. Exactly. Um, so if there was one, we wouldn't know about it, would we? That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So either way, so it could be it could be that it was the same Emotep, or even if there was, it's it's not impossible that there was a guy named Emotep, um, and he was yeah, as you say, his name was just scratched off. Um, nor is there any reference to uh, uh, Anaxunamun. Um, oh no, she's not real. No, well, I did not as far as we can tell. No, <laughs> oh, okay, that's too bad. Dang. So, in in terms of Seti, though, Seti did die unusually young. Um, Ooh, was he murdered? Well, his body was decapitated when they found him. Um, Ooh, that's that's a lot. Yeah, uh, although that's just been gross. usually. <laughs> <laughs> So could that have happened like unrelatedly? Yeah, they they kind of attribute that to grave rob- grave robbers. Okay. Yeah. Um, but other than that, there were no signs of violence found on his body. Uh, mm. So he definitely wasn't. So could they not tell if if their head came off before or after he was dead? Uh, I think they probably could tell, and I assume that's why they said it was likely grave robbers. Um, okay. I think that the, the, it definitely wasn't murder. I think the likely is either his grave robbers or maybe for some weird reason after he died, they cut his head off for some reason. I don't know. There's not, the point is it's like, it's it's, it's not really, it's not like a ritual thing. Um, I see. Okay. Uh, so it, his heart was placed on the right side instead of, instead of the left. So like they took it out and then put it back in. Yeah, well... Um, Were they not doing the jars at that time? I th- It was either the jars, regardless of... Uh, it was either the jars or they put it back in on the right side. It was kind of not clear what I was reading, but the point is, normally it's on the left, and f- in his case, it was on the right, which uh, led, for whatever reason, led historians to believe that uh, he may have had some sort of heart condition, and they wanted his heart to be like more effective in the afterlights, so they put it on the other side. So maybe he died of like a heart attack or something. But it's 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 okay. obviously it was. I'm not sure I understand the logic, but I'm sure it made sense at the time. Well, the right hand is the hand of God, well, as we know. Right. I'm sure there's Although a lot. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so they want his heart to be on the right side because it's the side of God. Right. Yes. Right. The side of. The Judeo-Christian God. Yeah, because <laughs> yes. they were really into that in Egypt. Yes. Uh, well, it could have yeah. been pre, pre-Jesus, pre too. Yeah. Oh, it definitely was. Like, well, it could have been from any time. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, it could have been from, you know, before time. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, in terms of, in terms of Emotep, um, the Emotep that is known... Um, he was a chancellor to the king Dioser, um, whose name you may or may not recognize. Um, Is that from I? Ghostbusters? <laughs> no, that's Gozer. <laughs> Gozer the Destroyer. Um, oh, yeah, Gozer. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Do- Dozer is, or Dioser, I'm not really sure. There's a J in it. Is it Joser? It might be Joser. Um, mm. Anyway, Emotep was his architect. And he designed the step pyramid, the Joser Dozer mm. step pyramid. Um, ah, I know it well. <laughs> is the earliest Egyptian. I, I, 
Yeah. Do you not know it well? <laughs> Wait, so Emotep Sorry? designed a pyramid? Emotep designed the or probable. It's not like positive, but it's it's very likely that he designed the the step pyramid, which is is the earliest known Egyptian pyramid. So there you go. What if Emotep made a pyramid and the the pyramids are made by aliens? Then does that mean that Emotep is an alien? Maybe he only had help from the aliens. He Maybe designed he the pyramid. Own. Aliens built the Maybe pyramids. Maybe they like. Oh, right. okay. Ah. So, so they were just like, because you know those blocks are too big for yeah. people to lift, right? But it is so also actually they... that's a great point. Emotep could very well be an alien. <laughs> uh, in Stargate, uh, there is an episode with uh, Emotep as a Gwaul. Really? I don't know if. if, if have, you, have either of you guys seen Stargate? No. I feel like I talk about it all the time. A little bit. I have not seen it. Not a lot. Anyway, so the basic premise of Stargate is that uh, all the ancient gods were uh, aliens, and they were snake people who take over people's bodies by crawling in through their neck. It's right up my alley. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so Imhotep was one of these snake people, known as the Gua'uld. And um, yeah, anyway, he's... He's in an episode. This week on the Stargate podcast. <laughs> we should do it. We should do Six Degrees of Stargate. Well, <laughs> As know? well, <laughs> on top of Six Degrees of Star Trek. Yes, that's a great it, idea. It would be too much. <laughs> also, there would be so much crossover. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, one of the actors in this movie is in Stargate. Uh, it is the, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, the, the the museum director. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he have a name or is he just... The music yeah, guy. he's Doctor Doctor Something Bay. Mm. So is he related to Arleth Bay? No, it's spelled differently. He's Doctor Terence Bay. That seemed. Why would they make them have the same name but not be related? I don't know. It is. It is worth noting also that Arleth Bay is the name of. It's the name that Imhotep uses in the original Mummy movie. Oh, that's like awesome. Alias. That's yeah, exactly. awesome. Because he just walks around pretending to be a person and no one notices that he's a mummy. Exactly. He's just like really wrinkled. <laughs> and he's got a wrinkly like face. Skin. Yeah. Weird you know, he's not. He just he's needs a weird guy. some yeah. chapstick. <laughs> so the real Emotep is particularly interesting because uh, he's one of only two or three Egyptian like commoners to eventually become deified. Um, Ooh. So, and so I assume commoner is a Commoner, I assume, is a is a a stretch of what you're saying. Non royalty like he, means he's not royalty. Not that he's like a a peasant or something. No, no, yeah, he was yeah. he was a chancellor to the pharaohs. He's he's definitely not a a peasant. It's not like a slave. No, yeah. um, yeah. So his uh his cult that kind of formed around him was like heavily associated with Toth. Um, ooh, like the Book of Toth. Is it Toth or Thoth? I believe it's Toth, but it might be Thoth. I'm no Egypt expert. Yeah. Let's preface all of this with Yeah, we should ask <laughs> we should ask the Egyptologist. <laughs> the Egyptologist. <laughs> There's only one. <laughs> There's an inscription from somewhere between the third and first century BCE um that cites a massive seven year long famine. During the reign mm-hmm. of uh, Dozer or Dozer and Emotep, um, in the story, 
Imhotep is praying, and then he falls into a dream in which he communicates divinely with a god who tells him how to end the famine, and he uh, he saves the day. Um, Wait, that's just fucking the same story as fucking Joseph. That's sort of yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a vague connection. Imhotep did it first, man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, the, there's a, a vague connection to Joseph because, you know, Joseph becomes the chancellor for the pharaoh and he saves Egypt from the famine. So are you trying to say that Joseph and Imhotep are the same person? Uh, There was a, like, Truth. so th- when that, that, that inscription that I was talking about, um, it's called the famine st- stela stela mm-hmm. uh when it was first found everybody was like oh it's definitely joseph it's definitely joseph <laughs> it's the same guy also joe sir joseph <gasps> sounds kind of similar <laughs> uh, coincidence but but most probably, these days most uh most people are like it's probably just like a motif that was common but there are a lot of sim- similarities. The difference between the Joseph story, though, is that in the Joseph story, there's like, I believe there's seven years of plenty that precede the seven, seven years of famine. So, right. like, that's how they, like, Joseph's able to save the day. So there are, like, some pretty significant differences. But the fact right. that there's a seven-year famine in Egypt is the same between those okay. Between those two stories, interesting. Yeah, so that's that's all we really know about Imhotep. That he he was architect who became a god. Not bad. Yeah. And a mummy. And a mummy. And yeah. A mummy, obviously. So we, well, I assume we haven't found the the mummy of Imhotep. If there was a mummy of Imhotep. No, no. Did they mummify everyone? Yeah, they did. They didn't put them all in pyramids. But there's there's everyone. various degrees of mummification, like depending right. on how yeah. rich you are and how holy and whatever so like the lowest form is pretty pretty much you just like they like dunk you in salt and then (laughs) wrap you up yeah they had they had this display at the at the rom i remember uh the rom is the royal ontario museum for all you people who don't live in toronto Um, uh they had this display at the rom of like like a commoner's grave where they had like it basically just like a bunch of pots and then this like mummy yeah, like a, in like the a, fetal position, a sarcophagus or anything. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It does basically it's a hole in the ground. Doesn't look particularly. Uh, uh, what's the word? Gaudy. Right. Um, so finally, uh, for the truth, um, I found a list. So in a, a website made by a bunch of Egypt nerds in the nineties. Um, Wait, is the website look like it's from the nineties? Yeah. Yeah, I think I might know what you're talking about. I think I've seen this website. You you may have come across it. Um, it I have Googled the mummy quite a bit, so, so I think it, I know what you're talking about. You've definitely seen it then. You've definitely seen it because they talk about it a lot. Um, one of the writers for that website went to see the mummy and then wrote uh, a, a list of inconsistencies that they saw from just one viewing in a theater. So I'm just. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I've read that website. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just gonna read that list. How, how is how is Fosley's um, how is uh, Arnold Fosley's um, pronunciation? They don't mention it. They don't mention it actually. Oh. So it must have been good because it's not in their list. Right. I don't think it's in it's their not list. Not in the website. So yeah. so here's the list of of the things they observed from their one theater viewing. Number one. The narrator talks about the city of Thebes as if we're looking at it while showing the famous pyramids of Giza. 
Thebes is oh, quite yeah. a ways. That's a good point. <laughs> Thebes is quite a ways south of Giza. Yeah, okay. They show also these are like varying levels of like petty. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. Like that's like okay, yeah. That's maybe pretty like significant. a normal person would, would know that. Right. But I mean that's also something that they could have like, you know very quickly fixed while they were writing the also, script. Also, but yeah. no, but they definitely <laughs> that was definitely even if someone pointed that out to them, they were probably just like, Oh, leave it in, fuck it. Like that's like Thebes sounds right. cool and uh Giza looks cool, so movie magic. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, if you watch the credits, there's a guy credited in there as, like, a doctor or something that who, like, they consulted with. Right. Oh, okay. Egypt stuff. So there must have been a guy. Like, unless yeah, they right. had, like, the worst Egyptologist of all time. That person well, must I mean, have clearly been had to have tearing their hair out. Fucking, they had to te- teach Arnold how to fucking speak Egyptian. Yeah. yeah. So, so they had to have, had to have an expert specialist. Or Maybe they were just too busy, like, teaching him how to yeah, speak they Egyptian like, that eh. they just, like, didn't even get like asked about the, yeah uh, that's just the themes eh. thing yeah that's also hilarious because that's like literally the first thing that happens yeah, in the exactly. movie. <laughs> that, yeah. that guy must have been watching and he was like shit like no, no, no. It's, it's it already just downhill sucks. from here like <laughs> so, number two anyway, number two they show statues of Anubis with his hilled, with his head tilted down as a general principle of Egyptian art statues face straight ahead Okay, that's a bit more yeah, bit, yeah, I don't, yeah. Continue. I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> Number three, the Egyptians stored the mummy's internal organs in four canopic jars, not five. Ooh. I guess they had five because there had to be one for each guy that Emotep yeah, assimilated. Exactly. Yeah. Although they could have just had four guys. They could have just five. had four guys, yeah. Um, yeah, but then they—that's like that's not enough guys. Fifteen less minutes. Yeah, yeah they like, needed to. Maybe they yeah. maybe they started with four and they yeah. were like, eh, we need <laughs> a bit more screen time. Get another yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number four, the Egyptians don't take the heart out of the body of the dead. Oh, oh. so this is what you were talking earlier about the heart being on the wrong side. Yeah. So that's why it wasn't in a jar because they don't put it in jars. Yeah. So that's why there were only four. There you go. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Number five. Yes, Egyptian embalmers took out the brain through the nose, but not with a red-hot poker. Oh, it was just a room-temperature poker. Just a regular <laughs> poker or something? Just, yeah, regular old poker. Yeah, right. Well, that doesn't sound as fun. Yeah. I mean, why would it need to be... I mean, red-hot, what, melt the brain, I guess? And, I guess. I don't know. Do brains like, melt? Turn it into a soup? I don't know. I don't Everything know. melts if I you get it hot enough, I'm sure. Anyway. <laughs> number six. If the Egyptians were going to inflict the greatest punishment to a criminal, they wouldn't mummify him and thereby grant him eternal life. They would just throw his body to the dogs or let it rot. This is just like a personal yeah. preference Yeah, I issue. think we were kind of hitting yeah. on this. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make that much sense. <laughs> like, they could have let him be eaten alive. Yeah. Without being mummified. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, they had the bit with the scarab, so I yeah, guess that was Yeah, they did eat him horrifying. alive. Yeah. Uh, number seven. The earliest pharaohs were buried in Saqqara, or Abydos, not Hymenoptera. We've never heard of a mm. city called Hymenoptera. <laughs> oh, it's made up. <laughs> well, no, it's just hidden. Of course you don't know about it. Yeah, yeah. of course well, you never heard know, of it. Because he's not a freaking treasure hunter. Yeah, exactly. Because they didn't talk about Connell. Yeah. He's never met... Rick O'Connell. Exactly. What does he know? Number eight. 
Egyptian books were in the form of scrolls, not with leaves and bindings. The books didn't have keys. It's like, come on, it's well, a movie. I mean, it's a movie. I guess it makes sense that they didn't have books. But the whole movie would be not, not like it would be ruined if it was a scroll. Yeah, I like, guess. Because the whole point is like, oh, the key, like we, what does it unlock? Oh, cool. But you, you can have if a it locked was a scroll, scroll. It would just be like, oh, we can just open it. You can have a locked scroll. Yeah. There's definitely locked scrolls and stuff. Well, I mean, you could put the scroll in a box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would work. But it's also it also has to be you know it's it's fun that the book is made of solid gold. Like that's pretty. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> this is this one's funny. This one just seems like they're calling out the filmmakers here. Um. A city of the dead would be in the west, not the east. And then the reason for what? the reason for this is because the sun rising revealed Monoptra. Oh, <laughs> I see. Because I was saying, like, how did they know it was in the east? Yeah, like, did they not ever real. say that? No, but I guess you, I guess you yeah. could, you could figure that out from the sun rising. Yeah, I guess that's <laughs> true. Sense. But yeah, that that's a bit picky. <laughs> anyway the rest of them are stuff like the egyptian sarcophagi did not open with keys it's, you know yeah well yeah i mean like, I think well this was a special one yeah exactly it's special exactly yeah like this person does not sound they very to be... fun to watch a movie with no, no. i'm sure i i wonder if maybe would... they were just so put off by the fact that they said thebes at the beginning while she had <laughs> that they were just like fuck this movie <laughs> Fuck everything about it. This movie sucks. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if he saw it in the theater, like, you know, if you were sitting next to that person in the theater, he would probably be super annoying because you could tell that he wasn't enjoying no. it. Well, he brought his notepad. <laughs> yeah, he's probably... <laughs> Maybe he has, like, a headlamp and he's yeah. taking notes in the theater. God. <laughs> Just whispering under his breath, like, yeah. God, it's not Thebes. Yeah, I know. Idiots. Do you think he was, like, excited to go see it? Probably. Because he was like, oh... It's a movie Egypt, about Egypt, Egypt, and I love Egypt so much. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Probably. Probably. So, I guess Brendan Fraser was wrong then. He wasn't, Benny wasn't on the wrong side of the river, because Hamanoptera cannot be on the east side. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. <laughs> it, it's impossible. Is Hamanoptera, like, does it mean anything, or is it just a word they made up for this movie? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it means anything. Some of them are just like, like they, they they're just like merging Egyptian words randomly. It kind of seems like like Anuksunamun. Yeah, exactly. Or Anuksunamun. Anuksunamun. Yeah. A lot of amuns and patras. Our next topic is the pre-production of the movie. Yeah, like it, it's worth noting that production for this movie started in like 1992. Like, like it took them seven years. <laughs> well, they bought the rights in yeah 1992, and they went through three directors, um, several yeah, screenwriters. There were some very interesting ideas that they had for this movie in 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 the midst of this production. Yeah, but yeah, so. We can probably get some quotes now. Well, so they had... So the first director they got was Clive Barker. Mm-hmm. And according to the producer, 
quote-unquote, Clive wrote a kind of Hellraiser thing with a lot of dismembering, very bloody. Um, it was Yeah, about, they wanted to keep it PG. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what is this? Is this movie, what's the rating of this movie? PG-13. Oh, it's PG-13, okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't have to have all those men on fire. They wouldn't have been allowed <laughs> to have that if it was, like, PG. Just yeah. regular yeah. PG, They needed to yeah. have a lot of men on fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you know the the, the steamy the steamy love sequence uh, the steamy uh, like um, love plot between Evie and uh, and Rick it wasn't really very steamy the though the emotep uh, no I know that's that's yeah <laughs> the other one was way but sometimes steamier you can see her arms you know and she's it's true you can yeah, sometimes see her arms sometimes see her arms yeah. not quite her boob but her chest oh that yeah. reminds me yeah I was reading a really weird. It was like an Entertainment Weekly article from 1999 or something, and the like, mm-hmm. the author was being so like catty about like describing uh uh Rachel Vice because she did like an interview with her and she was like, in the movie she like wears a top the cleavage of which you could drive a truck through. Oh, jeez, that's <laughs> it's just like what? That's uh, I think a bit of an exaggeration, but okay. And, like, the whole thing was just written in this weird tone that was like, why are you talking like this? It was very strange. I don't know, maybe because it's Entertainment Weekly? Good point. (laughs) 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 Um, So the the Clive Barker version was about a guy who was a head of a contemporary art museum built in the form of a pyramid, and he turns out to be some kind of a cultist who's trying to reanimate the mummies. Um, according mm. to the producer James Jacks, uh, it was about what you'd expect from Clive. It would have been a great low-budget movie. So the next version of the film was by uh, Joe Dante. Um, oh yeah, Joe Dante, who you may know uh, from doing films such as Gremlins. Gremlins, yeah. What else did he do? He uh, he did like a lot of movies in like the nineties. I mean, the one I remember a lot is Smell Soldiers because I had it on VHS as a child. Do you say Smell uh, Soldiers? Small Soldiers. Oh, Small Soldiers. Oh, he did Looney Tunes back in action, which also includes Brendan Fraser. Oh, oh my God. Fraser, not Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Sorry. Fraser. Fraser. Yeah. Fraser. Fraser. Laser. Fraser. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Gremlins is probably his uh, biggest movie. Uh. Oh, he did a very underrated movie called The Burbs, starring Tom Hanks. Oh. And oh, Carrie yeah. Fisher. Good movie. Strangely Carrie enough. Fisher, really? Anyway, it's the one where he thinks his neighbor is a fucking murderer. Is he? Watch the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, well, I, I think, you know, our podcast is full of spoilers all the time. Although, but usually only for the movie we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's to be expected. Yeah. Yeah, we don't usually spoil other movies. Uh, yeah, completely unrelated um, movies by directors who didn't even direct this movie. Who almost directed this movie, but didn't. Well, he almost directed, so it counts. Yeah, that's close enough. Um, Did he get paid for it? So, uh, well, maybe, because his version almost got made. Okay, um, so he, wrote, was, he got a script and everything. And... Yeah, and there was like... There were some parts of it that like definitely made it to the final, the mm-hmm. final movie. Um, but like, like the scarabs and stuff. Right. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, but being a Joe Dante movie, I assume it wouldn't be like, it would be like reasonably family friendly. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Even though there is I some mean, scarring uh, stuff that happens in Gremlins. I th- mo- it's it's like more psychologically blender, sta- like, scarring. 
<laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, at that point, the budget's around fifteen million dollars. Um, but Joe's movie apparently couldn't be couldn't be made with fifteen million dollars, mm-hmm. and, and the, with 15 the producer. Well, it's up to fifteen million now. Yeah, yeah. yeah the producer, I, mean, I think that would be difficult. Yeah. Well, the producer uh, James Jacks again. What did he say? He said uh, we ended up, we ended up spending more than that on effects alone. Yeah, all the rubber that that would probably be in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen million dollars worth of rubber. I don't know. I don't know. They should have asked the uh, fucking what's his name, Chris 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 Wallace from The Fly to do it. You know, he did it on the cheap. Anyway, um, and then finally you have the third director that they come to, which is none other than George Romero. Oh yes, that would have been interesting. That would have so he was they they took they hired him because they were planning on making like a, a zombie movie, sort of, but with mummies. Yeah, yeah. He well, his version is the one that I I, I couldn't find like any information about. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently he left due to quote unquote creative differences. Hmm. Right. Okay. So I don't really know what that means. Maybe he, um, maybe they hired him because they wanted to do like a zombie movie, and then he didn't want to do a zombie movie, and then like, it was like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean to be fair, a mummy's inherently a zombie. Well, it's so a if, little if you, I mean, if a mummy bites you, do you turn into a mummy? No. I mean, okay, so a mummy's a mummy's the living dead. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah, they're both the living dead, but. Yeah. There's no virus involved with a mummy. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah, I don't know. Can I don't you know. Get COVID anyway. From I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not if he's wearing a mask. I mean <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mummy in a mask. <laughs> yeah. The next film in the franchise. Yeah. So also Wes Craven apparently was, was asked, but he passed. <laughs> okay. So he he didn't spend any time working on it. Yeah, no, no. Bet he regrets that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet. Could have revitalized his career. Everybody oh, yeah. knows how much he needed that in 1999. He needed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so eventually they find Stephen Summers. Yes. Who? Stephen Summers. My boy. Who embraces? <laughs> he embraces the idea. He loves it. He's yeah. So I got the sense that he was like a really big fan of the original Mummy. And yeah. like the, it seemed to very much excite him. And I've heard some things from the cast that apparently he was a very excitable guy, I guess. He um, was like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. So um, I, Rachel, Rachel Weiss specifically said, like, I've never met a human being with quite that much energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, and he wrote the script, I believe, or co-wrote the script that ended up being used. Just make sure that's true. Yeah, I think yeah, he did no, write he it. Just, yeah. he's, he's the only one credited, so... Yeah, so he wrote he, the This is his baby from start to finish. I, I also so, get the sense that he, like, was really into, like, The Mummy because, like, he also... Or just universal horror in general because of, like, what he later did with um, uh, Van Helsing. Van Helsing. Which I believe he also entirely wrote himself. Yeah, I think he did write it. Oh, really? <laughs> Whether he did a good job is questionable, but, you know. <laughs> I think he maybe got a little bit overexcited and put yeah, yeah. too many things in it. But... Yeah. 
There, there's some 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 good stuff in there. I mean, it was good enough for Hugh Jackman. Okay, so <laughs> that, that's that's that's. Well, if it's good enough for Hugh Jackman, it's good enough for me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so they did not film in Egypt at all, uh, because of uh, quote unquote political tensions mm. at the time. Do we know what was going um, on? I'm not really sure. What was going I on just in Egypt I, in 1999. I don't know. I don't know. I tense things apparently. Okay. Um Okay, apparently there were some severe terrorist attacks um in the late 1990s. Um in 1997, 62 people, mostly tourists, were massacred near Luxor. Yeah, so it seems that's, like there was a, a lot off, of yeah. like just stuff going on that was like not a safe place yeah. to be at the time. Yeah, exactly. So, so they opted to film in Morocco instead. Okay. Um, they began in Marrakesh in 1998, early mm-hmm. May. Um, they started with the Cairo prison scene. Oh, really? <laughs> that that, that, yeah, that was the first, first scene, scene they, they filmed. Poor Brendan yeah. Fraser. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to get right into that scene, actually? Because yeah, yeah. Let's, we have let's, a lot of let's info talk on about that. Um, we do, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about it. So, um, basically, what? So, Brendan Fraser, Fraser basically almost died while making this movie, right? Yes. So, in that scene, Brendan Fraser's Fraser. character is getting hung. Um, so, the issue that happened on set is that they actually hung Brendan Fraser. Fraser, not Fraser. Sorry, Fraser. Yeah, so, as we know from our episode <laughs> on Once Upon a Time in the West, when we're talking about Sergio Leone, like filming a hanging is usually a usually is not a safe thing to do. <laughs> yeah, especially when your director really wants to make it. Yeah, look like how good. do you do it without really doing it? Well, I feel like there's supposed to be like it's supposed to be like a a body harness that's like under your clothes and it like actually attach like attaches at the base of your. Or neck I feel like they harness. should tie the knot that's in such a way understood. that it doesn't self tighten. Like they should tie the knot. Wrong yeah, that too. Because it's supposed to be tied. Like yeah. Not like an actual yeah. hangman's hang yeah. noose knot. Um. So yeah. So let's see. There's a few quotes about this. We've got a quote from basically every every cast okay. member. Um. So who do we want to hear from first? Do we want to hear from Brendan Fraser? Sorry, Fraser. Laser <laughs> Fraser. Do you want to hear from Laser Fraser first, or do we want to hear from uh, Summers first? There's also, I believe, we have a... Everybody's talked about it. Rachel well, I, I mean, it sounds memorable. Yeah, it seems like it must have been a pretty memorable Especially if bet. it was the first thing they were filming and someone immediately yeah. almost died. <laughs> <laughs> Sets the tone right, for the rest omen. of the production, yeah. It's like the curse. We'll start with they Brendan. should have known. We'll st- it's the curse of Emotion. Yeah. yeah. They should have known. We'll start with, with Laser Fraser's uh, okay, recollection. Okay, what did Brendan Fraser say? He said, uh, I was hanging from the noose, standing on a board. Take one. And Steve said, the noose doesn't match the stunt, guys. Can we bring up the tension a little bit and we'll have it? Wait, Summer said that? Yeah. Okay, he wants to make it look, like, very real. Yeah, he wants the tension up. They Mm. did the take and the camera was on a spin that goes 180 degrees and it shows the prisoner shouting and then comes down on me at the end of the noose. I figured, I'll get oxygen and hold my breath. And I was up on my toes. That's not how it works, Brendan. 
<laughs> I was up on my toes and something went wrong. And the next thing oh. I knew, I was waking up. I didn't like it and it hurt. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, I I'm not surprised. <laughs> Okay, uh, now I want to I want to see what that Stephen Summers had to say. <laughs> yeah. So, because he was he, is, he clearly was really intent on getting that shot. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is what Summers had to say about it. Fraser was passed out cold, and he did it to himself. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> the stunt rig. If you saw it, it looks like he got hung. People are shocked and think he'll get out of it. But the way we did it was shocking and fun. And the stuntman was holding the rope and Brendan is going tighter and tighter. And then he was out on the ground and people thought he was fooling around. It was the second day of filming, but he was fine. Interesting. That's so unsafe. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even if it was Brendan Fraser, like telling the guys like tighter, tighter. You'd think as like the person in charge, you'd be like, maybe not. Like maybe yeah. they won't it- just straight up hang you right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like t- hang me, hang, hang me, hang me, do hang it, me. do it. Well, I mean, I don't know. They they were filming in fucking Morocco. They weren't filming in California. They didn't have all the there un- no union rules. representatives. Uh, you know. <laughs> like- <Yeah>. Speaking <laughs> of which, filming in Morocco. Um, they filmed did oh did like, people get like dehydrated and shit well yeah there was like tons of that apparently but they filmed in a outside of a small town called air food in morocco like mm-hmm. a lot of it and then they also filmed a lot of it outside a dormant volcano in the mm-hmm. sahara mm-hmm. desert dope um, is that where hominopter was exactly um That's spooky but this is like a small a small town in morocco and this crew was a uh, at at its largest was like 800 people Oh and yeah, they needed, so that's like, like long-term accommodations and like food. And it's like they had so much trouble finding like accommodations and actual like food for yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. I suppose like camping out in the desert is not advisable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Why didn't they just do it at like a place that was better for that? Uh, Stephen Summers was adamant that they film. Oh, okay. Location. So he was just he, he thought really it just looked perfect. You know. Yeah. Stephen Summers yeah. seems like a very uncompromising guy. Yeah. I also read I I read about Stephen Summers too that he also took out kidnapping insurance on all the cast members and didn't tell them until after. Oh my god. I mean, I mean to be fair, you definitely would have maybe to. Maybe he thought that they were going to Egypt first. Like <laughs> Because apparently that was an issue at the time. Um, like the issue there, the issue there is the not telling them. Yeah, yeah. because I I do think that that is actually a pretty standard practice for mm-hmm. films. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, you might tell them. Yeah. <laughs> you, I think if that's something you're concerned about as a production, yeah. wait, do you just use the kidnapping insurance to pay the ransom? I guess. Like, yeah, get like the, what is kidnapping insurance? Yeah. I guess. You like, who gets the money question. from that? Does the, like? Yeah, like the director, like, oh, I lost my actor. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Let's just take the money. I mean, yeah, I feel like they would probably use it to pay the ransom. Yeah. Then, what like, like villainous corporation is like administering like kidnapping insurance? <laughs> no. <laughs> Good question. I don't know, Sabrina. You I know should know that. Insurance. I do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I, I work in insurance. I should know that. <laughs> Funnily enough, I have not come across kidnapping insurance. Okay, you guys really? are not a commercial property yeah. okay. <laughs> related <laughs> job, but really? you never know. I have come across terrorist 
uh, insurance. Thing. Okay, I'm sure it's okay. similar. It's, it's probably similar. Yeah. It's a it's a big industry. I'm sure you'll, you'll come across it soon. Eventually, enough. yeah. <laughs> when they make the Mummy Four, yeah, <laughs> Mummy Four, Return of Benny, <laughs> Revenge of Benny, Revenge of Benny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Stephen Summers was basically saying Brennan did it to himself, right? Basically, yeah. What so, did Rachel Vice say? Um, what did she say? He, he nearly died. <laughs> yes. He stopped breathing. Yeah, okay. That and is had true. to be resuscitated. And then she said, she's savage. She says, it didn't hold up the schedule, though. They were all, are you all right, darling? Okay, carry on. Time's money. <laughs> yeah. She seems like she was like, I don't know. She, she, she doesn't seem to think very highly of like, I don't know. The morality of Hollywood, I guess. <laughs> yeah, did you see that other quote from her? Did you want to read that other quote that she said? Oh, about the stunt that she did? Yeah. Yeah, so um, she was saying, I got to do all my own stunts. I didn't do that many, but there was a bad one where I had to turn around and shoot a rider on the horse. He was on a pulley that yanked him off and he broke both his arms. They still use the shot, though. This is not a charitable industry. <laughs> I mean, that would be a pretty, probably a pretty good shot, though. Yeah, yeah I guess. I mean, he probably the seems like he's getting shot. Real. Well, that's like in the new Mission Impossible movie. They include the shot where Tom Cruise breaks his ankle. Yeah, but he was probably so down with that. Well, oh, obviously. Yeah, he was oh, like, oh, like, oh, I mean, you so... the, poor, the poor extra on the horse was probably not that cool with it. Yeah, but like Tom the Cruise was like, yes, put it in. You put it in. Yeah, yeah. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah I, I i don't think hollywood is a very charitable industry no, I, I, that sounds accurate especially in 1999 Ra- rachel weiss goes on to say uh, there was some stuff about scorpions i hear <laughs> yeah she said quite a few people were airlifted out after they'd been bitten by scorpions <laughs> they used to have a scorpion wrangler who would collect them in empty Evian bottles, then shake them in front of your face going, look what we found. Whose job is that? This, well, they're the scorpion wrangler. But like, is that the job description? Is that all they do? That or? was that was corroborated. There was like another article I was reading that was talking about how the scorpion men were on the call list. <laughs> <laughs> like that was somebody's job was scorpion wrangler. Okay, so but... Well, okay, so they don't actually. So they use a bunch of beetles in the movie, right? Not, not scorpions, but uh, no, those are just the naturally occurring scorpions. Yeah, so that 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 wasn't part of the movie. No, right. They just exist, I guess. Yeah, those are just the like. They need to have a scorpion wrangler for safety purposes. Maybe that's what gave Stephen Summers the idea for the Scorpion King. Yeah, one hundred percent. Probably. Did he write that movie too? I believe he did. Okay. He at least directed it. I don't yeah. know if he wrote it. He, pr- he probably wrote it. It yeah. seems like he writes his own movies. Yeah. It's he's, based he's, off the Evian he's an guy. He is the actual Scorpion King. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So then you have, how do you guys pronounce his name? Foslu? Foslu? Um, Foslu? Well, that was the best approximation. I like. So I've heard him referred to as Arnold Voslu. But then I watched like uh, an interview he did with like the South African news channel. And like they were all calling him Foslu, and so like that's the best, you know, replication of that that I can do. Right, and he is South African. Yes, right? yeah, he's, he's South African. It's kind of weird yeah. to imagine him talking. 
What? Oh, because in this movie he only he speaks only in ancient speaks Egyptian. Speaks in an ancient Egyptian and like maybe like yeah. three times. Well, he has like, a, he a South African talks. accent. He's he's or an Afrikaner accent specifically. That's strange to imagine. I'm trying to remember. Like I've seen him in another movie and I don't remember what his voice sounds like. Well, normally. he was in GI Joe, wasn't he? Yes, he was, and he was in Agent Cody Banks too. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> One of the great films of the, another great film of the early 2000s agent cody such banks such a great movie was he evil such in a great movie? Movie. he was evil and yeah, he wore he had a weird eye and like a, like a sort of blind one blind eye and he also wore like a velour track suit the whole time yeah i i think all the movies yeah. he was named he's evil I think he's, he's just a yeah. very evil well, character. Uh, he, I was just going to say, he got typecast as like being evil a lot. He yeah. was actually like a Shakespearean stage actor or something like that. Yeah, and no, he he's a quality I, I, actor. Like, like, I forget what the quote was. He was he was like super like cool about the fact that he kind of gets typecast as a villain. He was like, hey, you know, I, I, I'm getting work and it's awesome. I'm super happy to do it. Like, Fair it's, enough. It's yeah. great. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure like there are so many actors who just don't have jobs, so... Yeah, exactly. If you can get a, you're getting... like a Hollywood movie, that's probably like pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Although, according to be... Arnold Vosloo or Vosloo, uh he was if he could do his career all over again, he wouldn't have left South Africa. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So Very interesting. Emotep? Yeah, exactly. That's... Who, who would have been Emotep? I don't know. Who else is bald? <laughs> Vin Diesel. Rock. <laughs> That's it. But he hadn't started acting yet. Yeah, at it's that true. Point. It was because of the mummy. <laughs> yeah, he was inspired. Yeah. He's like, I'm bald. I could do that. Well, and then he was like, kind of in the Mummy Returns. Yeah, but he was mostly just a CGI. Yeah. I don't even know if he actually did anything in that movie, right? Other than or if like, they just like made a model that looked like him. Yeah. I, I think there might have been one scene, like a two-minute scene, flashback scene, where right. they show, in The Mummy Returns, where they show, like, the origin story of the Scorpion mm. King, and I think maybe The Rock is in that, mm. but, like, it's, like, one minute, and then right. he's just the CGI, like, animation. Okay. He he was very, or, sorry, Foslo. Foslo. Foslo? Um, Foslo. Yeah. Um... Poor Jake, even with his, uh, he put in his phonetic, like, uh, AIDS. I'm still, yeah. like, <laughs> ripping over these names. I'm going to have to put, like, audio recordings in this. Like, just so yeah. you guys, so that we can Fos- get it correct Foslu. next time. Foslu. Um, Laser, Fraser. Um, yeah. I mean, we've been saying Rachel Vice pretty pretty consistently. Yeah. That's the easiest one. That's yeah. That's the easiest one. Yeah. Vice. Um... He he said, uh, I saw this as a grand opportunity to play not one of the seminal monsters, but one of the great romantic figures. Ooh. Mm. I mean, that's true, yeah. Their love story is pretty epic. Yeah. It is. It's way more epic than the uh, the other one. <laughs> what, Benny and the Gold? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not more epic than that one. Evie and Rick? Evie perhaps? and Rick, I said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Jonathan and fucking whiskey. <laughs> or Jonathan and gold. He loves yeah, gold too. He does like gold, yeah. 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 Um, what was that last? Oh yeah, the last thing is we already kind of mentioned that he phonetically learned the approximation of ancient Egyptian, um, which was devised uh, for the film by a, a, a an Egyptologist named Doctor Stuart Smith. 
Mm. Um, so, so he wasn't speaking Egyptian. There was an approximation created for the film. Right. And I mean, well, I think the reasoning for that is because nobody actually knows what ancient Egyptian sounded like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Um, yeah. But how accurate it is, is, is still up for debate. I think. (laughs) I mean, they tried. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he learned to say, anyway, it's pretty cool, whatever he did. Yeah. It is and cool. You, it sounds You know, awesome. they had, like, you know, a real Egyptologist come in and, yeah. you know. With a name. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Seward Smith. <laughs> he did have a name. They should have um, named the Egyptologist in the movie, Stuart Yeah, Dr. Stuart Smith. Yeah. That would be perfect. We, didn't you even say earlier his name could just be Dr. Smith? It's I true. It's that. Dr. Smith. Oh, it's my god, It's a real guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm kind of upset about that now. I feel like Dr. Stewart got ripped off here. Totally mm. shafted, yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think that kind of brings us to the end of this week. Right, okay. So uh, I suppose we'll see you guys again for part two. Yeah, we'll, we're going to be back next week with much more mummy. Much more mummy s- content. S- stuff. Uh, so, <laughs> so there's a thing that... I'm going to play us out on. (laughs) Is it the thing? Yeah. Sabrina provided me with, I don't don't, don't know what you call this. Um, It's a soundscape. A soundscape that she created. uh, (laughs) Okay. A a narrated soundscape. A narrated soundscape to, I don't know. I don't know how you say it. It's it's a companion piece to this film. Yeah. That's exciting. Okay. It's essential listening for any fan of the mummy (laughs) any fan of the mummy okay Okay, so we'll we'll play us out on this okay Imhotep lord of darkness the bringer of death as he rises from his tomb so rises his power as he consumes everything in his power. From him shall come locusts, bringing pestilence to all. So shall the sun be cast into darkness, and the rivers of Egypt shall run red as with blood. Some may worship him, yet all will fear him, and rightfully so. For in his quest to rule the sands, he will never eat, he will never sleep, he will never stop. Imhotep, 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 Imhotep. Death is only the beginning. <laughs>